you're listening to The Pitch Blitz Podcast with Blaze Tambori. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Pitch Blitz Podcast. Today, we're going to be covering some more groups in this year's 2022 FIFA World Cup, and now it's the final two groups. We have Group G with Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon, and we have Group H with Ghana, Portugal, South Korea, and Uruguay. Everything you need to know regarding projections, news, squads, and so much more coming next. Stay tuned. So first and foremost, obviously, we know that Brazil is an absolute powerhouse. They are currently favorites to win it all this year, and there's no reason why they shouldn't. They are currently the first-ranked team in this year's FIFA World Cup. Really, from front to back, this team just screams... We're going to win it all. As we know, uh, Brazil has won the most FIFA World Cups of all time of any other country in the world. And all of the signs this year are pointing to, once again, another World Cup going to Brazil. In the backfield, they have a lot to choose from. Uh, Alison Becker from Liverpool and Ederson from Manchester City. In the back, they have called up Danny Alves He is now officially the oldest player to play at a World Cup. Next to him will be Thiago Silva, Alexandro, Alex Tellez, Marquinhos, Eder Militao, Danilo. And in the midfield, they have Casemiro, Fabinho, Ribeiro, Paqueta, Fred, and Bruno Bruno Gamarish. Up top is one of the best striking choices of anything that I've ever seen. They have Neymar, Rafinha, Rodrigo, Gabriel Jesus, Pedro, Anthony, Richarlison, Vinicius, and Gabriel Montanelli. There is not an area of this team that has a weakness. If you want to say maybe their defense, but their defense is, yeah, they're older, but Thiago Silva has shown that he's he has no plans of slowing down with his work at Chelsea. Same thing with Alexandro. When it give the ball to Alexandro on the left flank, he usually plays as a as a left back or a left wing back role. Give him the ball on the flank and he can take it up the field easily. When him and, and Douglas Costa were both at Juventus, it was a bloodbath for any team that was playing against them. Alex Tellez couldn't really get on at Manchester United so he went to Sevilla. He's been playing decent at Sevilla. Sevilla have been doing terrible so far in both La Liga um, and the Champions League. They got knocked out of the Champions League. Uh, Marquinhos, PSG, he's spent so many hours on the pitch trying to forget about that time against Germany um, where they got their hearts ripped out of them and stepped on in the 2014 World Cup. Um as we know, Danny Alves is older. How much he'll be playing in this World Cup is is uh, really up to, to um, Tite. Danilo at the right back for Juventus. Uh, he's not much to be said there. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of him. He didn't really last long at, at Manchester City. Eder Militao is, is regarded as one of the best defenders in the world right now. He plays at Real Madrid. In the midfield, we have Casemiro. Casemiro kind of had a slow start to Manchester United 
Eric Ten Hag was a little hesitant to bring him on in some areas. But as you can see, um, about two or three weeks ago, Manchester United was playing against Chelsea, and Casemiro had a header in the 92nd minute to win the game for him. So as you can tell, Casemiro's age is just a number. Same thing with Fabinho. You know, Fabinho playing at Liverpool, he's doing nothing but exceptional work, um, feeding the ball to to his attackers and helping on his on his defense when he's when he's called for it. Lucas Paqueta, uh, he usually plays like a left mid, maybe left wing. I think he is one of the most underrated midfielders in the world today. I think when you look at the work that he's done at West Ham United, granted, United have uh, West Ham United have not played as good as many would have hoped. Um, I, I think Lucas Paqueta is going to be an influential um, player for for Brazil in this year's World Cup. Up top, obviously, Neymar. Uh, Rafinha has kind of had a slow start. Maybe not kind of. He's definitely had a slow start at Barcelona. Nonetheless, they still have Rodrigo from Real Madrid. He's got some crazy speed off the flank, as does Anthony. He's injured right now. Question is, will he be fit enough for the first or second game? Gabriel Jesus from Arsenal up top as well. Richarlison gets the call up from Tottenham Hotspur, his first ever call up for Brazil. And then on the other side, they have Vinicius Jr. and Gabriel Martinelli. This is also Martinelli's and Vinicius Jr.'s first call-ups to Brazil. So there's a reason why Brazil are currently ranked number one in the entire world. The The depth that they have at each position is fascinating, especially if you're a smaller nation and you look at your squad and you say, well, why can't we have that? Well, Brazil are Brazil, and that's how they always have been. And 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 football or soccer is just it's just like breathing to them. They are born and they have a ball at their feet. They kind of got an easy group this year. They have Cameroon, Serbia, and Switzerland. Cameroon, I really don't want to touch on that much. I personally do not think that they have any chance of making it through. Uh, Serbia, they are the twenty-first ranked team. At a, in the FIFA power rankings, they they can surprise. They have uh, uh, Nikola Milinkovic. He plays at Fiorentina. They have him in the back as well as Stefan Mitrovic, Milos Veljovic, Strahinja Plavovic, and Strahinja Arenovic. In the midfield, they have Filip Kostic, who plays at Juventus, Marco Gruic from Porto, Sasa Lukic from Torino, Nemanja Maskevic from Hatafe. Sergei Milinkovic-Savic from Lazio, and Nemanja Radonic from Torino. Up top, they have Dusan Tadic. He plays at Ajax. Filip Duricic from Sampdoria. Alexander Mitrovic from Fulham. Dusan Vlahovic from Juventus. Luka Jovic from Fiorentina. Andrea, Skiv- Andrea Zivkovic from Payak. So however you want to think about the ways Serbia can advance in this group, um, there's it's really unlimited. And you see from so many different angles and so many different point of views that Switzerland's going to make it through and Brazil's going to win it and blah, blah, blah. But Serbia's one of those teams, man, you, you can't forget about them. They're always going to be there. They have talent on that squad. You know, they're Serbians. They are tough as nails. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see Serbia 
inch closer into that that number two spot uh, when when the time comes. Switzerland, their goalkeeper always shows up uh, in the best situations. Jan Sommer, he plays for Borussia Mönchengladbach. He had an astounding Euros and FIFA World Cup in 2018. There's expectations that he's going to be he's going to do nothing but the same. In the backfield, they have Ricardo Rodriguez, Fabian Schar, Manuel Akanji, and Nico Elvedi from Borussia Mönchengladbach. In midfield, they have Jardin Sakiri, who plays at Chicago Fire in the MLS, Remo Fuller, Granit Grani Xhaka, Denis Zakaria, uh, Ruben Vargas, Fabian Reiter, and Dijbril Sau from Eintracht Frankfurt. Up top, they have Briel Mbolo from Monaco, Renato Stefan from Lugano, Harris Seferovic from Galatasaray, and Noah Okafor from Arbe Salzburg. So similar to Serbia, Switzerland are kind of in the same boat. Switzerland have a have a have a, a stronger midfield. They have more veterans on their squad who have been in these situations before. They put up a great fight in the World Cup qualifying rounds, as they did in the uh, FIFA. Uh, in I'm sorry, in the UEFA uh, European Championship in in 2020. So I think this group is really up for grabs, and whoever wants it more has the opportunity to take it. Uh, Brazil is obviously going to finish first, but second place is up for grabs. If Cameroon really want it, Cameroon have the ability to win two games, one against Serbia, one against Switzerland, and they can see themselves going through. But for me, I see Brazil in first, Switzerland in second, Serbia in third, and Cameroon in fourth. Switzerland, Jan Sommer. I, I really feel like he's going to come up big for the club, uh, for, for the nation, and uh, I I can't see Brazil losing to anyone in this entire tournament. Next, we head over to Group H, where we see Ghana, Cristiano Ronaldo's Portugal, South Korea, and Uruguay. Ghana are always there. They are currently ranked 61st in the FIFA Power Rankings. Uh, they're a side who, if you're American, you remember what happened to you guys in the 2010 and 2014 World Cup when we faced Ghana. Portugal and Uruguay are both contenders to win it all this year. Portugal sit ninth in the FIFA Power Rankings and Uruguay are 14th. However, Uruguay has one of the best midfields, not as good as Spain, but they have one of the best midfields and um attacking group in this entire World Cup. In the midfield, Rodrigo Bentancur from Tottenham Hotspur, Federico Valverde from Real Madrid, Facundo Polistri from Manchester United, Matias Vina from Roma, and Luca, Lucas Torreira from Galatasaray. Up top, Luis Suarez, Edison Cavani, Maximiliano Gomez, Darwin Nunez, Agustin Canobo, and Facundo Torres. Shall I say more? As we know, Uruguay have won the competition several times before, and they've always, no one has ever believed in them. No one has ever backed Uruguay to win it. I think if Uruguay can make it out of this group, and they have tough competition in, in South Korea and Portugal, but I think if if Uruguay can win it, they can get a, a good draw in the round of 16, and they can possibly make it into the quarterfinals, if not semifinals. Portugal, as we know, uh, they're not the favorites once again. Not many people, even Cristiano Ronaldo came out and said it in that crazy interview with Piers Morgan this week. Uh, he even came out and said that 
no one ever favorites Portugal to win it. Not sure what it is. Not sure if it's something we do, It's if it's something that we don't do. But Portugal, it's almost, it's similar to Brazil. The, the depth that they have in each position is remarkable. In, in goal, they have Jose Sá from Wolverhampton Wanderers and Rui Patricio from Roma. In the backfield, they have Danilo Pereira from PSG, Ruben Diaz, Manchester City, Antonio Silva, Benfica, Diego Dallo from Manchester United, Rafael Guerrero from Borussia Dortmund, Nuno Mendes from PSG, Joao Cancelo from Manchester City, and Pepe from Porto. In the midfield, William Carvalho, João Mario, Otavio, Bernardo Silva, Matias Nunez, João Polinha, Vitinha, William Carvalho, Bruno Fernandes, and Ruben Neves. Up top, obviously, Cristiano Ronaldo, Andres Silva, Ricardo Horta, Rafael Leao, and Joao Felix. This is Rafael Leao's first ever World Cup appearance. Big news for him um, with AC Milan. He's getting some contracts or some some offers elsewhere of the top in the top five flights of football. Where he goes, he doesn't care right now. The biggest thing on his mind is that he wants to win the World Cup with Port- with Portugal. And to be honest, they have one of the best shots. I think um, if, if, but I think when, when Portugal topped this group, they can easily make it into the semifinals, if not the finals. I said Uruguay quarterfinals, if not semifinals, but Portugal is semifinals, if not final. South Korea, as we know, they are always the team to come from behind. They are always, 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 always the underdogs. No matter what competition they play in, the only bright spot that I can see right now for South Korea, and a lot of you can probably guess where I'm going with this, Hung Min Son from Tottenham Hotspur. So yes, Son is playing in this year's World Cup. He underwent uh, face or eye surgery two weeks ago to repair a, a, a broken bone in his face following the, the Champions League win with uh, Tottenham Hotspur. But I think the biggest thing for, or the, the one of the best players for, for South Korea is He Chan, he Chan Huang who plays at Wolverhampton Wanderers. He's had a great year. And yeah, I mean, he's he's had a great team behind him, but he's had a great career. So I think South Korea, obviously, you know, they're not favorites against Portugal and Uruguay. Um, they may be favorites against Ghana. But for this group, I see Portugal topping it off, finishing it in first place. And I see Uruguay right behind them in second place. Um, and South Korea in third, Ghana in fourth just going back to Group G to recap, I have Brazil in first, Switzerland in second, Serbia in third, and Cameroon in fourth. So everybody, those were the final two World Cup groups this year for 2022 in Qatar. I'm very in- interested to see my projections, how well I do. Um, but if you want to follow along, or if you want if you want to tell me your own projections or predictions, please. Comment, like, subscribe, share, do whatever you want to do. Let me know. That's the only way we can help make 
soccer, football, foosball continue to grow is by sharing it to other people who don't watch it. So I can't wait for the World Cup to start on Sunday with Qatar and Ecuador. I hope all your respective nations get off to a wilding start. I just hope that they don't play better than my USA. Once again, thank you, everybody. You know where to find me on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube at The Pitch Blitz, everybody. Everything you need to know is all on Spotify, Amazon Music, and Apple Music. Thank you very much, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of The Pitch Blitz Podcast. I am your host, as always, Blaze Tambori. See you next time.